Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Chafei, we're going to begin Alacha Lamed Bey, section 25, we're going to begin the 32nd Alacha, again, our learning of Hilchus Tefillin is in the Schus merit of the soldiers protecting Am Yisrael and all of uh, the Jewish nation. Alacha Lamed Bey, Zachshab, Nagol Oilem, Shafilim, Nishim, Duat, Filim, Mekayim, Shlei, Bechavana, Yomachzim, Mekayiman, Af, Pekayim, Ein, Baruch, Na'aleim. In the present era, the prevailing custom is that even if the Tefillin slip from their place unintentionally, a blessing is not recited when they are returned to their place. And some have explained this custom as follows. The recitation of a second blessing was required only in the case of someone who wore tefillin throughout the entire day and they slipped from their place when he was not davening, at which time his attention was not focused on them at all. We, by contrast, wear tefillin only during prayer. Thus, we can assume that one would not divert his attention from them. He will become aware when they slip from their place, and therefore, this is considered as if he himself moved them from their place with the intention of immediately returning them to their place. In that instance, a second blessing is not required, as was explained above in Halacha Lamed Aleph, in the previous Halacha. Halacha Lamed Gimel. The following principles apply. If one placed the arm tefillin on his biceps and recited a blessing, then the knot of the arm tefillin became untied. And he had to tie another knot. So the Alta Rebbe says, as long as his attention was not diverted from putting on tefillin, he is not required to recite another blessing on the arm tefillin. Moreover, this applies regardless of whether the knot became untied before he tightened the tefillin on the biceps or after he tightened the arm tefillin, but before tightening the head tefillin around the head. Since the blessing recited on the arm tefillin also covers the head tefillin, as explained above in Allah Yud Gimel, we learn, 13, as long as he has not put on the head to fill in the film Shoresh, he is still considered to be involved in the mitzvah associated with the blessing. Now, the fact that he tied the knot of the arm to is also part of the completion of the mitzvah associated with that blessing, since he cannot put on the head to fill in before putting on the arm to fill in. Hence, he must first fix the knot of the arm to fill in and then put, them, uh, uh, then put them both in the proper manner. Put them, okay. Thus, at, at, at the time that the knot of the arm tefillin became untied, the mitzvah associated with the blessing he recited of the arm tefillin had not been completed. Accordingly, this situation does not resemble an instance in which the tefillin slipped from their place, in which case another blessing is theoretically required when they are put back in place. For in that instance, before the tefillin slipped from their place, the mitzvah associated with the blessing recited originally had been completed. When one now returns them to their place, he is fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin a second time, and therefore he is required to recite a blessing again. In this instance, by contrast, uh, by fixing the knot and putting on the arm tefillin again in the proper manner, the, the individual is not fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin a second time, but rather completing the mitzvah associated with the blessing he recited originally. This concludes Allah Lamed Gimel, Allah Lamed Dalot 34, V'chein Adin, Mutar Ha'hituk, Ha'hituk, The same law applies if the binding of the arm tefillin becomes loose and the arm tefillin slips from its place before one tightens his head tefillin in place. He's not required to recite a blessing again when he tightens the arm tefillin on the biceps a second time for the reason explained above. It is, however, necessary to recite a blessing again when tightening the arm tefillin on the biceps in the following situations. After tightening the head tefillin on his head, the knot of the arm tefillin became untied, even if the tefillin did not slip from its place. Or the binding of the arm tefillin became loose, even though it did not slip from its place. However, we should point out that according to the opinion cited in subsection 32, a second blessing is not required if this occurs during prayer. Nevertheless, the, Ali, the Aliyah Rabbah, the Shadi Chuva, and others differ. Perhaps it is for this reason that the Altarabah does not cite the opinion 
of Magen Avram, which was uh, that you don't have to say another bracha, but this happens ter- during Davin. Okay, Halacha Lamed Hay 35. It is permitted to recite a blessing on borrowed tefillin, because one can fulfill his obligation with tefillin which, which belong to a friend. And not just is permitted, a, a bracha is actually required. Now this represents a difference between a talus and tefillin. In section 14, it says the mitzvah tzitzis applies to the garment in which the tzitzis are placed. Thus, a blessing is not required on a borrowed garment. Indeed, un, uh, under, uh, only under certain conditions may a blessing be recited for such a garment. Tefillin, by contrast, are an obligation to comment on each man. So one's called cheftza, one's called gavra. There's a, there's, a, there's a mitzvah to put the tefillin onto the, I'm sorry, the, the tzitzis onto the garment, but if that belongs to another person, so a blessing would not be required because it's borrowed, it's not yours. But you have, you have an obligation to put on your body and the gavra on the person, each man has obligated to wear tefillin. It makes no difference whether he uses his own tefillin or those belonging to a friend to fulfill the mitzvah. As stated in section 14, 12, one, uh, subsection 12, one may borrow tefillin belonging to a friend without his permission, provided he returns them in the same manner as you found them and does not remove them from the domain in which they were found. This concludes today's share.